1949. Well, the official name is the Hall for the Study and Display of Unique Specimens, but nobody calls it that. One of them cider barons decided to buy up one-of-a-kind things and put them all under one roof. If you're looking for something what doesn't want to be found, it's the first place I'd check. Hello everybody and welcome back to Six Feet Under. We have got another Mouse Guard game for you today, continuing through the summer after a bit of a shake-up. We are calling this our Dark Patrol, and Dark Patrol is comprised of the surprise meeting of uh, Gnome as Granny. Hello. And Poorweather as Isolde. Hello. And Riley as Francisca. Hello, hello. Unbeknownst to all of you, you are all given the same mission, uh, one way or another, by Gwendolyn to meet in the settlement of Appleloft and uh, find the other uh, mice there and plan the future. Uh, so, that's that. Before we go any farther, I'd like to ask you all your uh, specific personal goals as, as players, as mice. Uh, do you want to do recap first or goals first? Because I haven't thought of a goal yet, but I know my recap. <laughs> well, if it'll give buy people time to think before we get to that, uh, yeah, because we have uh, people combining from two patrols, we might have two recaps. Who would like to give us a recap of whatever they got up to last time? Uh, last time in Bridge Patrol, Granny uh, met Ephraim, who is a pretender to the Black Axe, but she doesn't know that. She just knows him as a, a enterprising young man, a, a wilderness guide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a strapping young man who was hitting on Sable, except not really. That, that's her impression of him. Mm -hmm. She tried to get him to help fight off some frogs, and we failed miserably because just before enacting my plan, I was told by the city, oh, please don't murder them on our docks. We don't want frog blood everywhere in our tourist <laughs> destination. And I was like, oh, oops. There goes plans A through C. <laughs> yeah, there goes all of Granny's plans for how to deal with large wildlife. Uh, scare it by murdering it. So we failed to scare them away and had to leave because our time limit came up. Also, uh, some soldiers were heading to... We're heading out west in order to help fight the weasels, and we managed to convince them to protect the last settlement out there whose name is escaping me right now. Um, so they'll be meeting up there, and we'll probably have to deal with them in the fall. Maybe not us specifically, but someone from the guard will. Mm -hmm. And also, Tander uh, met an alien, but that's... I didn't know about that. He didn't tell me about it. <laughs> wait, wait, excuse me? I'm sorry to interject, but Tander yeah, met Tander, an Tander met an alien um, Tander with magic found artifacts. The, the mysterious alloys. Yeah. There are aliens in this world? This is like... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about that, so I can't tell you details. Uh, that might be for another future patrol also. Who knows? I don't know. There, we don't have enough time to deal with all the stuff that's going on in the world. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tander's only, what, 15 storytelling tall tales? <laughs> he didn't tell me about it. Yeah, that's why she doesn't have any details to give you. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I sent those two off to fight a fire, and now I'm here in Apple Loft. I, I believe it was Ferndale that uh, the the Flint Rust Militia were heading off to. Thank you. Ferndale, the actual Detroit suburb. Uh, 
So, uh, is that the only recap we're going to hear? No, or I, can, our... I can do a recap for uh, Arsene okay. Avon. Uh, what was it? What yeah? were we patrolling again? I forget. You were named Bat Patrol. Oh, Bat Patrol, that's right. Okay. Very so, descriptive. In the, last, in the last episode of Bat Patrol, uh, our group traveled to well, our group consisting of Isolde, uh, Lily, uh, Francesca, and Zeke traveled to Walnut Peck to, uh, to uh, accompany Gwendolyn to a meeting with the King of Bats to try to forge like a non-aggression pact during the course of the war. Um, we kind of did that. Uh, it kind of worked out. <laughs> After making sets of preparations and working with the locals, we managed to make, uh, make a, present a large feast for them and also draw up like, a, a good diplomatic arrangement. Oh, it seemed to be draw, like going promisingly. Meanwhile, during the night, Isolde worked to ruin everything, and then uh, the fire started. Is that enough? Have, have, have I covered everything? I mean, that's really the bullet points right there, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm falling apart right now. This just sometimes happens. Please forgive me. <laughs> it's all good. So, uh, both of you, uh, feel free to restore a point of tax nature or clear a uh, uh, outstanding... Uh, Consequence? No. Condition? Status? Condition. 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 <laughs> we'll That's get the rid word. of my condition, which I've had for ages. My nature is back up to six out of six. Congratulations. So, time having been bought, it is. I would like to ask for everyone's goals for the evening. I remembered my goal, and it involves someone we haven't met yet, but will soon. I would like to undercut Rosard's plans. Okay, that's some foreshadowing for the folks at home. Oh, Y'all, Granny's got a frenemy to deal with. It's a bit tricky because it's all the time he doesn't know what we're doing yet, so I'm not sure it's appropriate to make a goal. And even if she did, I'm not sure that she has one because everything is already in motion. There are no more goals left to have. Granny's has some foreknowledge. Uh, it's it's, it's not cheating. Maybe yeah. keep the plan in motion? There's a bit of an internal conflict going on in Vizold right now, which makes it difficult to set specific goals. So. Got it. This old is a bit of two minds about her own yeah. goal, which, you know, I like. I like it a lot. I wonder if I could set two different goals, two different goals competing with each other. <laughs> so I can tell that would be bending the rules a bit, because then I'd be more likely to get a stat point. You'd really be farming your persona yeah. points. <laughs> what would, well, what would the other one be? Maybe the other one's uh, more The other one would be stop it in all capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to keep the plan in motion or stop it? What's, Do what's you your... want to, like, roll a d2? Do you want to, like, uh, flip a coin? I feel like deciding the direction of my character based on a d2 is a bit too... <laughs> you're not deciding your character. You're deciding I... what thought she had when she woke up today. Hmm. Not necessarily what she pursues okay. throughout the day. Let's uh, let's roll a d2 to see what happens. We'll, we'll have one as the original goal and two as stop it. Okay, so I got two, so that's stop it. Okay. Uh, which I... I'm not sure it's going to happen, but we'll keep it on the table. Yeah. Okay, Francisca. Would it make sense that Francisca did hear about about M, the last uh, carrier of the Black Axe? She used to come here, right? There's you know, you, you're, she used to live here. Yeah, I will say you would know this because of your contact with the Haven Guild. Yeah, that would make sense. All right, so like they they would know about M, and like yeah, I'm I'm sure it came up in in some of your your exchanges with them. So a- again, uh, this is, this is going back into lore, so I I can't recommend uh, the third volume of the Mouse Guard comics, The Black Axe, enough. But uh, its events are kicked off by now. This is what like 30, 40 years ago at 
uh, before the time our story is set. I actually just looked it up. It's 1122. Okay, yes. 27 years ago, a mouse living in Appleloft writes a letter to uh, convince uh, one of her her semi-distant relatives to, to undertake a quest for the axe. And then there you go. That's, that's the inciting incident that that whole volume takes, uh, uh, takes off from. So I feel like, yeah, her, her name and last known address would be known to the Haven Guild and therefore to you, Francisca. All right, so that's, that's my goal. I'm going to find a decisive clue about the Black Axe's last known location. So you got an address to visit. Okay. Cool, cool. All right, so I guess as uh, we're all rolling up to Appleoff, but separately. Uh, oh. Yeah, okay, yes. I was going to say, I got I, I got plans for how this goes. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Gnome, tell me something that Isolde and Francisca encountered on their way east toward Appleloft. Spite will be returned in kind. <laughs> uh, on their way to Appleloft, uh, they were coming from Walnut Peck in the Bat Patrol. Yes. Oh, there's Walnut Peck. I was looking at the map, so... Walnut Peck may not turn out so well in a little while. Yeah, I I see that. Yeah, I found it on the map, and it's in a bad place. Well, they passed through Dory's Gift along the way, and I think Mm -hmm. there was uh, some local trouble. Like, they had to... It was kind of like another one of those, uh, hey, something bad happened in the woods. Hey, Guardsmouse, can you help us with this sort of situation? I will say, Dora Gift and Gill Pledge are the settlements that are being threatened by that fire. Okay. So, oh, so they probably we probably go around. Okay, all right, poor weather. Let's go on to the fire patrol now. Let's take care <laughs> of this. That could be why they're having this problem, or it might make you think that they have bigger fish to fry in Dora Gift that day. No, yeah, that's, that's up fair. to you. That's I was up just to looking you. at what was between us and Appleoft in the map. I forgot that they had to. Yeah fight through the fire to get there so i think the fire that y'all saw is off the southern edge of the map the trouble is it's coming that, that the other patrol has to deal with is yeah then i guess the, the thing i was saying is like dory get was asking for help with the fire and that's why half of your patrol left you um so then you went along but the fire is causing some animals to stampede north mm. so the trails are rough and there is a lot more wildlife than usual and so you have to i guess how do you deal with that there's just a lot of animals and they're not interested in eating you or anything but they are moving fast and they're much bigger than you uh francisca is old your your ways are crowded and trampled by just all of the 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 hares, the uh, chipmunks, the, all the various creatures of the territories streaming away from that fire approaching from the southern scent barrier coming this way. And I'm sure, Francisca in particular, it is tearing you up inside that you have express orders to pass by uh, this and, in, and entrust it to your friends instead. Uh, good thing you trust your friends, but... I just saw Zeke and Lily working together so well, so... You can leave anything to those two. They've got this. I can think of two solutions, maybe, hypothetically. Our first the first idea is that we could, like, light a big fire ourselves and carry it around. That would, like, probably keep the animals away since they're already wary of fires. Uh, although, maybe it wouldn't work. I'm not sure how, much, how big a fire mice are actually capable of carrying, even if it's, like, in a brazier or something. I mean, just a torch wouldn't be too hard, like... It'd be like the size of a match, I guess. No, that's a little too small. I think they wouldn't. Yeah. they wouldn't be wary enough of that. 
The other option would be like a filling a wagon with straw and then setting that on fire and carrying that behind you. We can also like try to, I don't know, if one of the hares is panicking, uh, we could try to entice them to help us, uh, to, to, to take us to uh, Apple Loft in exchange for, uh, secure, for exchange for protection and like, you know, uh, food and all the sort of things an animal that is panicking about having like its normal home or home, home uh, burned down would have, have issues with. Try to hail a cab. Yeah, which plan do you think Francisca would agree to? I feel like the second plan probably is probably more. Yeah, that's up probably. Her street. What was your, what was your right. plan, okay. Francisca? My plan was actually to see if we could find the biggest, like, largest carnivore, the one that wouldn't bother with mice, and shortcut around them. Oh. Like, if we were to find a bear, we could just. If there's a bear nearby, just walk between his legs. This did not chase a bear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. Because, like, if there's a bear on the loose, then, like, we have to deal with the bear. <laughs> That would cause a serious problem. I'm sorry, maybe this is my failure as a GM, but I don't want to call an audible that big tonight. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could just say another patrol dealt with it. We're not the only guards. That's true. We could have Saxon deal with it off camera. Yeah, he'd love that shit. Uh, (laughs) Although I I do like uh, Zeld's second plan there. I think that would probably work better. Okay, so... Is that the thing then? You're uh, trying to convince uh, a wild hare to to what is give wild you a solid? Hair? Like hares, hares, hares can talk in this world. They can communicate. They presumably they can. have like you have uh, more experience than anyone in trying yes. to get I, one to listen I to you. I tried to get one yeah. to listen to me. It did not go so well. Yeah, let's just let me talk to. That's fine. You can talk to the hare. <laughs> just remember that they'll probably be very upset because you know. Their home was just was just burned up, was just destroyed. So, be careful. Just gotta point out the path. As long as you sound confident enough about the way to Abeloft, we'll be fine. Okay. After some tense times, and after uh, talking up the the safety and the uh, resources available in Appleloft, yeah, yeah. This one, you you sued this one enough that it is able to, to take you with all swiftness east. Uh, meanwhile, you two, what did Granny run into as a problem at, on her path west toward Appleloft? Rubs my hands menacingly. Where is she originally? I was in Lily Grove or Flintrust, oh. somewhere around there. Yeah, that region. I think we left from Flintrust, but it, it's any of those villages, really. Okay, I got it. Um, the road between Lily Grove and Appleloft, there's a lot of thorns and Briar just growing oh. in the way suddenly. All Briars. Briars all day. Hate to see it. Hey, Granny, how did you get through the Briar Zone? That's a good question, because I got this big old box with me that's always a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Um, if I weren't in a hurry, Granny's method would be to take the long way around. But we are kind of in a hurry, so that's not going to work. Hmm, this is actually fairly tough. If it's If it's dense enough to cause a problem, that is... We did talk about you getting, like, an independent contractor. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna need to hire somebody. Thankfully, I just met this guy from Lily Grove. Uh, <laughs> yeah? And he wants to be a big hero. And he's got this really cool axe. Does he? Probably. So I think I'm gonna have to go ask Ephraim to come and be my, like, wildlife guide and, like, chop through the briars for me with, like, a machete or something. When, when you ask Ephraim about whether, you know, he's available to do this, he, like, 
he looks back and forth. He looks up like he's trying to like count days or something maybe, and he he agrees, and he uh, comes and meets you not too long later in the day with uh, he he's got a hand machete, he's got a pack. He he certainly looks the part of a wilderness guide because that's what he does for a living, and. Uh, strapped to his back it, in your experience it looks like a loot uh, okay <laughs> it's wrapped in uh, a sort of uh, colored linen it looks a bit decorative it's got uh, like tassels at the corners it looks pretty alright actually alright perfect I feel like it's a little bulky for traveling but I'm carrying a beehive so I don't get to talk about that so let's go <laughs> All right, ma'am. Get, get those those thorns out the way for you. Oh, you're such a deer, Ephra. Uh And he is definitely getting paid for his work, because he is a deer. Fantastic. So you all approach, the three of you from two different directions, Appaloft. One uh, slow and steady with company. Well, really, you all have company. <laughs> the other with all haste on the back of a... a wild beast that is looking to, to uh, enjoy the, the fruits of domestication at least for a short time. Now, before we get into Appaloft, I want to ask each of you for one fact about this town. Things we know about Appaloft, like canonically, basically, we, we know it's idyllic. That's true. We know it's apple trees. Not, so much, not for much longer if this fire gets any bigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, I had a fact in mind. Yes. I Well, the reason it's called Apple Loft is because they live in the tree. But not only that, they've invented elevators. There's a pulley system, so you go into the floor, they pull you up into the branches, and the city is all suspended in the air. In okay. the apple grove. Well, the, well, how it works is the same system that like lowers the apples down to the, the base level to like be sold off also mm-hmm. pulls the elevator up. The, oh, the apples are the counterweights. Oh, yes. that's good. Yes, perfect. That's exactly what it is. And there, the whole city is clustered between like six or seven different trees that are just spread out among each other. The the one thing written in the book is quote This idyllic town is surrounded by a grove of apple trees. Well, it is the grove of apple trees. <laughs> yep, it is now. I've had a lot of towns like in trees lately, like just yeah. It's because yeah. it's cool and easily defended. Maybe there's like a maybe there's like a part of the town that's at the base of the tree and part of the town is in the tree itself. So it's like kind of a hybrid situation compared to something like mm-hmm. Spruce Tower. In Bridge Patrol we made five different cities and none of them were in a tree, so that's, that's okay. <laughs> Although one of them is in a beaver dam. Oh. So that's fun. That? The beavers mustn't be very happy about that. Oh, they moved out a long time ago. Beavers always come back. <laughs> Beavers always come back, Isolde says, with a flashlight tucked under her chin. (laughs) (laughs) I think they can handle it over in Birchflow. They're powerful. Uh, Riley, poor weather, a fact about Appaloft, please. Okay, so um, one of the things they have here is a very oddly shaped snake uh, skull. The weird thing about it is that the skull has horns on it. Oh, they just okay. like hang it on top of like an, uh, someone's door frame, or is it like held out of a sign? A horned snake skull. That's cool. Yeah, where where is this? It's in a small little museum. Oh. Oh, okay. 
Do they have a bunch of, like, weird animal bones, and this is just their centerpiece because it's weird? Oh, that'd be... Yeah, that'd be cool. Just all they just have a, a weird taxidermy museum full of bones and stuffed animals. Yeah. But then this would be how they started. Museum of Oddities. That'd be a fun place to have our meeting. Not that we're having a meeting. <laughs> Who told you there's a meeting? <laughs> Poor weather. I would okay. like a, f- a fact about Apple. So do we know how Apple Loft is governed? Like, is that information offered anywhere? Not yet. Okay. Sounds so like we're about to. I'm about to ruin this town, so brace yourself. Um, so, <laughs> because Apple Loft... 150 years ago. <laughs> because Apple Loft is such a prosperous and, like, well-off town with a lot of, like, natural resources and is relatively far away from danger, it has enjoyed, like, an unprecedented level of, like, peace uh, compared to a lot of other settlements in the territories. Uh, or, like, because a lot of, ter- a lot of okay. the towns are either competing with another town or they're, like, uh, you know dealing with dangers, but Avalov basically sits on its own. So it's just like, on its own, it dominates the market, it's very wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It's been good for the town's development, but unfortunately, it has allowed one of the few instances of like a very sort of clear kind of class system to develop, where there's like a clear like group of families that are very wealthy and above everybody else in the town, are able to live very de- decadent lifestyles, while the regular mice are comparatively poor. Okay. And they often engage in like, just acts of wanton debauchery and excessive spending uh, in the upper levels of the city and hold grand parties very regularly. So it's literally the halfway point between Lily Grove and Woodstuff's Grove. If Woodstuff's Grove had more than one cavre. <laughs> yes. And if they were rich. Uh, did, you already, did you already have this idea for Lily Grove? Am I, uh, Lily Grove I mean? is a tourist hotspot, so they are oh, full of tourist traps. Lily Grove is like l- idyllic and has parties, but it's like middle-class working people parties because it's a vacation hotspot. I see. Yeah. Whereas this is a bit, more, a bit more sinister than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got up in the trees, harvested apples are the elevator counterweights, Museum of Oddities centered around horned snake skull, and unprecedented peace and prosperity but governed by debauched plutocracy. Sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. Now, now no, Mom, I'm going to have to ask it. you to remember... <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to remember which character you're playing today. <laughs> it's okay. Mark's died. <laughs> Aww. He's not here to ruin all of this. What a shame. <laughs> uh, okay. So, that we've got all that preamble out of the way. I love a good preamble. Uh, to start rolling some dice. So, uh, as you roll up Granny... I think actually, I think the other two might have gotten here first because of their yeah they they had a land way speed to go, advantage. But they brought a rabbit, and I brought yeah. a slow, helpful person. We're probably gonna have to spend some time trying to facilitate the rabbit, like step out rabbit stuff we promised it, because we did tell them that yeah it was gonna get lots of promises. food and nice things. So, but uh, as you approached, you remember the fact that you were told by Gwendolyn to seek other guards mice here uh, for a secret meeting and and they, they would tell you what a, everything you needed to know. So I'm going to ask for a circles test to find them. Oh boy. What are my This circles? is going to be obstacle four because it's a secret. They're they're keeping a low profile. But because I'm a patrol leader I probably have the higher but one. You probably have a higher score than me so maybe you should do it. I have a three unfortunately. Okay. Well, it's up to. Thanks for taking that obligation away from me. Please go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) 
if, it, if, I, if I were doing the test myself, I could use mouse guard wise, which is one of the only times that will... Oh, I do have that, so... Oh, yeah, then do it. Your mouse guard wise is probably very different than me. It's very has very different intentions. <laughs> I like to make a good impression, though. I'm going to spend two persona points. Okay, up to you. So that will put me at seven dice. Let's roll them bones. Pretty fair odds on an obstacle four. That's four successes. Okay, you made it. Uh, as you are entering, you see the familiar face of the Castellan of the Guard. However, you do not see his usual uh, embroidered blue cloak and tabard. Uh, you... you do see his signature uh, fencing foil, but that's not so uncommon. This is uh, a place where people are, are often carrying, you know, decorative things like that. Instead, in a, a just a blue vest and cravat, there is uh, uh, Stepan, the the castellan of the guard, in you know civilian wear but like crushed velvet he's in fact crushing it uh he <laughs> like aristocrat <laughs> civilian wear abs yes yes uh he he catches your eye winks and then uh uh picks up the the scone he was buying for a few copper pieces and uh gestures with it to follow him around the corner meanwhile granny uh it's a day or two after that i think yeah, that sounds right. And now you roll up. I, I think you're you're making even with uh, Ephraim for his services. Mm -hmm. And uh, pay him off, wish him well, give him the tip of my hat, all that stuff. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, Ephraim. You make me uncomfortable sometimes, ma'am. <laughs> oh, you have a good one. I'm going to need another obstacle four check from Granny to all find right. a contact. Well, part of being a captain is my circle start at four. Hey! And I do actually have guard's honor, so that's five. <laughs> and I'm matriarch-wise, so I feel like if there is a meeting here, I probably already know where Gwendolyn wants me to go. You just know how Gwendolyn thinks. Yeah, like, okay, so she wants us to have a secret meeting in Athloft. Where's the cool, spooky place where the secret meeting will be? Oh, it's the Oddities Museum. Obviously. And if it's not there, there'll be a contact there. Mm-hmm. And then that's six dice, and I have seven persona points, so I'll just spend one to bring it up to seven, so I have the same odds Francisca had. <laughs> you also have the same amount of persona points I had, too. There we go. That is uh, four successes. <laughs> there we go. You know it. This is a success, obviously. Yes. Four is the same as four. Do you, do you want to get the uh, 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 friction... Yeah, let's started get the drama now? started now. Get the drama started? Okay. <laughs> I already know who I find there, sitting outside the door of the museum. I was going to let you pick whether you found him or whether you found uh, Isold and uh, Francisca in oh. their civilian, not-cloaked-up looks. Got it. What if he's currently talking to them when that I That makes perfect up? sense also. Yeah. So as, as you uh, come inside, you are looking for, like you said, yeah, the, the Oddities Museum is whether things will either be or there will be a dead drop or some sort of uh, messenger waiting. That's the, the best place to look. Mm -hmm. On the way, you, you are uh, going to the, the elevator to go up and on the way down, 
like as, as you're passing by your counterweight instead of an apple it is three mice it is uh Isolde and Francisca who uh you've traveled with both of them by now Oh, no, I haven't no. traveled with Francisca yet, but I have traveled with Isla. But like, oh, I you know her. Francisca, you know Francisca's yeah. ma, like you recognize her. I definitely know your ma. I definitely patrolled with her at least once. Yeah, how long ago did you retire? Twenty years. Oh, you might not know Francisca then, because she's only been in the guard for seventeen. I would know you as Gwendolyn's friend. Oh, okay. I wouldn't know you as a patrol mate. Granny lived in a. Uh, uh, Lockhaven, the entire your entire career, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I forgot. I'm yeah. Sorry. But the third mouse that is weighing things down to lift you up is also familiar. It is the the haggard and scarred, gruff face of Rosard, the judge of the guard, the person I appointed to take my captaincy. Mm-hmm. So my eyes narrow as I see him pass, especially talking with Isold. But I'll have to worry about that later, because they just went the other way. <laughs> so it's it's a short, short matter of like, like well, found them and, and catching up to them as yeah. they go on. So let's just rejoin everybody at that uh, uh, point. So the three PCs are together. Have we already been informed that Granny's coming to this meeting or is it a surprise? You're being informed right now. Hello, Isolde. <laughs> uh, hello, hello, Granny. It's nice to see you again. Um, the pleasure is mine. Uh, we just came here from, uh, wait, are we supposed to tell Granny about the, uh, 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 we just came here from, uh, another guard duty off in Walnut Peck. I don't know if you know about it. I don't know if you're privy to that information. Uh, I don't know if Tell I her whatever you want. If we can't speak openly here, well, not necessarily here, but I mean. It, it was, a, actually, you, you might be better to explain, Francesca. I, I feel like I'm, uh. We are beating bats. Granny just nods. All right. I was securing diplomatic help and military help from a birch flow. <laughs> and she turns to Rosard. His nostrils flared in a humph. Because I have a feeling seeing you here, I already know what we're talking about. He, he gives a silent nod. This makes five. Uh, I was told there would be six. You know who we're waiting on? Uh... Or will you as kept in the dark as the rest of us? Because I don't know who we're meeting. And then there is a, a second cloaked guard mouse who enters, uh, Lucas, who is... Well, Granny would know him for, for his entire career. He's most lately been a, a trainer around Lockhaven. Okay. Well, I guess that's six then. Can we see the fire from here? Like, is it still, like, visible on the horizon or, like, in the sky? This is kind of why I wish that the other patrol I'd been able to schedule them first. <laughs> I don't necessarily know the answer it's to that It's currently in a quantum state where it could be visible <laughs> and it could be not visible. We can both see and not see the smoke from the Oddities Museum. You can see it when you close your eyes. Whether that's because <laughs> the flames are bright or your memories are sharp, I cannot say. <laughs> I could see it from Flint Rust three days ago, and there now I'm up in the tree. There just to be a really big wall built in, or maybe another really big tree, <laughs> in uh, this town that makes it difficult to see the southern horizon. How inconvenient. <laughs> we are in a grove of trees. It wouldn't be hard to believe yeah. that we actually can't see anything past all the branches, unless we, like, climb all the way to the top. 
I feel like Apple Loft probably is rich enough to have like protections against fire. Like it has like big sheets of like insulated like wool that it can lower. Not wool, that's not that's flammable. Something inflammable that it can like drop down and mm-hmm, prevent the town mm-hmm. from getting burned. Asbestos tarps to wrap around the tree trunks. Maybe not asbestos, but I don't know. Well, I don't know if they you know that know it's bad. Yet. <laughs> it works really well as a flame retardant. It's only the particulate stuff you have to worry about. At least that's what they tell me. <coughs> so you've you found one another. Yes. I'm a little curious what Isolde and Francisca look like when they're not looking like guard mice. Um. I've asked this question before recently, haven't I? Uh, it was our disguises on Blue Patrol. Yeah. Oh, okay. That so not so recently. It's been a while. Well, I haven't heard it. <laughs> You wouldn't be reusing those disguises. I mean, oh no, I, guess. I feel too silly. Don't don't want to be a lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll think about it. Mull it over. Yeah. Granny, your instincts were right. There is a back hall in the uh, Museum of Oddities where they keep their off exhibit stuff, where, where it's just stacks and stacks of things that are tagged in shelves. Uh, like you might expect a conclave like this to have a big boardroom and low lamps, but it's not like that. Like there are uh, shaded windows so that the sunlight doesn't damage things, but you're working with like uh, indirect sunlight. You're, you're pulling up spare chairs uh, around these tall uh, cases and, and bits of purposeful furniture. It is an ignoble scene. And yeah, you are surrounded by like skeleton bits and and weird rocks that nobody knows what they are. So I'm also thinking that the chair situation has to be equally eclectic. One of them is a super fancy old armchair, but just one. Everything yes. else is like wooden chairs, and there's a stool somebody has to sit on too. Yeah, uh, Stepan is sitting in the fancy chair. He's sort of half curled up in it, sort mm. of draped over one uh, one arm. Stepan does not know how chairs work properly. <laughs> ah, that, that bisexuals meme going around Twitter right now. <laughs> um. Granny would normally call dibs on the chair, but for once, I'm not the highest-ranking person here. I'm, like, the lowest-ranked of the seven captains, and there's two captains here. So I guess I have to make do with a wooden chair, because I'm not sitting on the stool. <laughs> L- Lucas is on, like, a, a three-legged, rough-hewn wooden stool that seems a, a bit too short for him. It looks very uncomfortable. There's, there's a few uh, meeting chairs. There's another chair or two with some padding but they do not match each other uh, the, the sixth chair is an armchair but it's missing an arm oh good <laughs> it's like an office chair it's got like caster wheels and, and simple arms on the back but arms should not be plural in this case <laughs> oh Francis has got that one so she can just yeah I feel like the museum also has like a really cool chair that's like carved into a skeleton bone. You are not allowed animal. to sit in that. <laughs> but we're not allowed to sit in that one. That it's one's on display. <laughs> it's it's got like caution tape over it. Like no, do not touch. <laughs> that caution tape is not because it'll fall apart. Because it is real. It's because it will fall apart. <laughs> oh. No, don't no, don't you dare. <laughs> no one's allowed to touch that one. Uh, Lucas is just wearing his familiar uh, vest 
his cloak clasp uh, just sort of as a brooch. Wouldn't want to, to be seen without it, even if he's supposed to be quote unquote not looking like himself. Yeah. He doesn't think he's that famous compared to, you know, three guard captains. Reasonable. Reasonable. I keep forgetting Lucas is not a guard captain, he's just a patrol leader. Maybe there's like a weasel chair that like five mice sitting at once. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the big comfy couch. Yeah. I just realized that Isold is the lowest ranked person here. Oh, I am, huh? That's funny. Everyone else is a patrol leader or higher. Well, the highest members of the guard in our group, I think. Yeah. Which makes sense, since we're going to this meeting. The others, like, mm-hmm. others probably wouldn't be invited. Rosard just, he slams his hammer down on the floor. Did I mention he has a massive gilded war hammer? It's, like, as big as he is. It's, it's huge. Ridiculous. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link these uh, when it goes up for, for the people at home, but, like... These are all official NPCs we're talking to today. They have art image and address. Here's Rosard. Oh man, this guy is intense. Yeah, he's, he's a in- badass. He's intense. <laughs> and uh, here is Japan, who is cool. He looks like Tander in tw- thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> he's like Tander, but leveled up to be a cool aristocrat. The- these two are light side, dark side Tander. <laughs> the two paths of Tander. I like how dark side Tander is just Tander got rid of his sword. He abandoned everything he cared about just to gain more power. And here's Lucas's uh, mouse guard wiki page, I guess, for completion's sake. <laughs> there you go. He's got a big fancy sword. It was made by his, by Saxon's husband's dad. Come on, read those books and tell me you don't ship it. Come no, on. No, I totally do. <laughs> In fact, I'm pretty sure the books even say. It, I mean, they they it, both get paired up with ladies by the end of winter, and you know what? I like those too, but they broke up. They broke up over winter. Are you sure? Okay, all right. Why not? Uh, <laughs> where was I? Yes, I was with uh, Rosard, slamming his hammer noise. down, in in a sense to call things to order. I believe we all know each other. It seems we weren't all given uh, as much information as as others. So let's put it all out plain. This meeting was supposed to have Gwendolyn, but it seems, according to these two here, uh, that she was indisposed uh, dealing with the events of their previous mission, and I'm sure the fire, as well as, well, you know how things have been going. So that leaves it to us. Our job here is to plan out if there were to be a war between peoples in the territories how we would wage it, what we would expect to have happen, to draw up a plan, to draw up a strategy, and to bend the odds as much as we can toward preserving our people, our territories, and our way of life. It's a solemn job, it's a large job, and I think everyone here has their own expertise to bear. Well said, Captain Rosard. does not know how sarcastically to take this. <laughs> <laughs> Granny will never admit it to him, but it was a very good introduction. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would be best uh, if we all didn't spend too much time together. I don't know how much thought people are putting into cover identities. We're here behind closed doors for a reason, is what I'm saying. Uh, Behind these doors, we should speak openly, plainly, and honestly. 
It's the only way we're going to have the information we need to make effective plans. But outside, my name is Roy. I, I suppose I'm here uh, looking for family. Uh, in fact, the reason I haven't moved on is because I'm not sure they made it out of the fire. Well, that's very rough, Roy. I'll be going by Thorn. I'm here to mingle with the upper class. Oh, we'll be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> of course, Stepshen. How do you pronounce his name? Shepan? I've, I've been saying Stepan. Stepan? Okay. Stepan. Of course, Stepan. It would be my pleasure to go with you. Should we all make up fake names uh, for this mission? Yes. Stepan isn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Isolde's fake name is Sally. <laughs> Any, anyhow, I, I wasn't looking to, to compare notes with everybody, just like, whatever. Francis is glad because she has not come up with an idea yet. <laughs> Lucas sees that uh, the guard captain is getting frustrated and like he seems like he had a good opening planned, but not a good segue into business. Right. <laughs> so. I believe the first thing on the menu is we should dis- discuss what resources the territories have available so we know what we're working with. It's hard to make a plan without knowing what tools are at your disposal. Rosard produces a, a list of uh, the the current count, the current strength of every uh, organized uh, settlement militia, in addition to, of course, guard numbers. All right. Stepan matches that with uh, an accounting of the uh, uh, sort of defensive structures, obviously, of Lockhaven, which... Uh, he has to burn after presenting it at this meeting because that is very privileged information. Uh, but also uh, any uh, similar structures that came to the guard for aid in their design or construction, which is a lot of them because y'all are experts in that sort of thing. Ba- basically to, to lay out everyone's strengths uh, as judge and uh, Castellan, that's what those two, they're, they're yeah. you know centers of expertise are Lucas is here because as a trainer he knows on an individual level what can be counted on for every single member of the guard today. Okay. Like he has sparred with all of you at least once uh, over various winters or when you were uh, tender paws when he was like that's his whole deal. Yeah I feel like um, in in Granny's case I was training him Mm -hmm. back in the day. I probably haven't battled with him since he was a trainer because I've been retired. But like, but that's okay. Over the course of time, like he he's mm-hmm. gained the wisdom to know that there's more kinds of strength than strength at arms. Like he yes. has, he has a canny eye and can judge your many uh, uh, tactical uh, and strategic advantages, Granny yes. Waxwort. <laughs> All right, um, and I actually have info to add to the reading too because there's a militia of roughly 30 to 40 mice from Flintrust that have been traveling over to Walnut Pe- Pack. Walnut Pack? One of those. It was, I do believe, Ferndale. Yes, you're right. We're going to Ferndale. Yes. You guys came from Walnut Pack. So many settlements yes. in such a short amount of time to remember. Yeah, from <laughs> Flintrust to Ferndale, and they are going there at my recommendation because they were going to charge into Dark Heather, and I told them that they did not have enough to charge into Dark Heather, and they should instead fortify Ferndale as the closest remaining settlement to Dark Heather. 
So hopefully they're following orders and there, but we'll find out next time we get news from Ferndale. We'll keep our ears open. <laughs> I think they're looking to uh, Isolde when we get into plans for like building siege engines oh. and siege defenses. <laughs> well, Isolde is like the chief science mouse and therefore like your military yeah. weapons advisor, I think, in this meeting. My specialization really leans more towards alchemy, but I suppose I can help with that. Uh, Poison is a great weapon. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think Isolde is going to be uh, advocating for the development of biological weapons. I, uh, if there were <laughs> a captain of sciences, Isolde might be there, but that isn't a position like that exists Isolde because we're not a young. modern organization. She's like, she's also too young, that. and also yeah. she has no social skills. You need to have like, you need to be like good at talking to people to be a captain. Reasonable. That would currently fall under the position of stargazer, I think. Yeah. We mapped out what all the captains were off-screen because it's a cool thing that isn't fully explained in the books. Because um, we also came up with the idea that all of them have to have formal titles. A cool title. Because why wouldn't they? <laughs> and if they have titles, then they have to have domains. We basically made a pantheon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that'll also be a blog post. Uh, it would be a good one. If you're listening, David Peterson, just send the royalties to Six Feet Sunder. Let us appropriate your whole song. Honestly, I think it'd be cool if you used it. <laughs> it's just a neat bit of fluff we wrote. And uh, as far as Francisca's expertise, I think Francisca's probably one of the most well-traveled mice, at least that Gwendolyn had on hand. Like, Yeah, uh, probably. Just this, yeah, just this campaign alone, she's been pretty much to the four corners at yeah. this point. Most well-traveled most recently, like... Yes. The granny's also been everywhere, but I'm a little out of date on most of my info. <laughs> White Pine's not the place it used to be last time Rosard was there, you know? Like... So, to be clear, are we going to go through, like, all of our different suggestions of a war effort, or are we going to do this, do this in abstract? What I'm going to do first is I'm going to ask for a militarist role to, to determine, you know, current strength. I did not and know then the militarist that... was a stat. I, it is. It's, it's something Granny has. I have three ranks in Militarist. Really? Granny used to be the judge before Rosar. Oh. I actually wrote that banishment speech I read to your father. That's, oh, that makes it weirder, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's also why Granny was so convinced that her word was law back then. Even though I'm 20 years out of date for that, actually. When it literally is, you know, you get used yeah. to it. <laughs> All right, well, I will contribute with uh, Trailwise. I think that was probably the it's probably the best way to do this right now. Plan out the shortest trails or safest ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. If I'm offering my scientific expertise, then I guess I could do it poison-wise. Uh, yeah, I could think of at go. least one really terrible plan to like fight the weasels that everyone would hate. <laughs> I'm at five dice now, because... Um... None of my traits or wises really apply too much. Okay, for like day one of this conference. Yeah. Like your task here is to determine current strength. And yeah. that's going to be a uh, obstacle four check. Okay. Because like the territories are big and spread out. And this isn't the sort of question you've had to ask for many years. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's, it's a matter of record keeping and intelligence collection. I think I'll just roll with five dice, and if we fail, we fail. Take plus one help from the collection of NPCs. Okay, and if I fail, I fail. Uh, five, six, five, six. Okay, no. 
I barely succeed. Exactly four. Nice. Nice. The other two dice are twos. Hooray. Okay. So, I mean, you you hit the ground running. You, you have an accurate account of some things. You have a, a reasonable estimate of other things. And you're starting to see where things shape up. You're starting to see uh, things take place. Uh, we'll get more detail into that later but like the important thing the success in this is that you all are working together as a group there is obviously tension especially between two of you in particular Mm -hmm. but like you you are respecting each other you are working professionally through it and so after a long day of accounting uh your your strengths uh i think you, you have that foundation to work from through the rest of this conclave and we're gonna take a quick break Good night, folks. Good night. All right.